0: And uh, we will be blessed by that. Today is Ascension Sunday. Well, you should all be smiling. Because the truth is, without the ascension, there would not be so much, and we are going to uncover that. Um, it is a ha- it is a time. You- actually, the ascension, if we go by all the biblical standards and that, it would have actually taken place on Thursday. But because this is Sunday, we're going to talk about it, and um, you know, we always honor Easter and we honor Christmas and we remember those special times Christmas was when Christ came and he came because he was God's gift to us because God was going to bridge the gap between us and him that came through the fall of Adam and Eve and then through Easter we are we are seeing that Jesus died and made that sacrifice for us and that he rose again but there is between Easter and then Pentecost Sunday which we are going to look at next week Week, Pentecost Sunday. Get ready. You should be praying every day this week. Every single day this week you should be praying for next Sunday because it's, it's reminding us of the time when the Holy Spirit came to that early church and the early church was birth in the spirit and empowered by the Holy Spirit right there y'all should just be standing up and doing a hallelujah dance you know there are some churches that the people just get up and do hallelujah dances and then they do it in the spirit um but anyway, so we're going to look at that next week. But sandwiched in between Easter and Pentecost Sunday is the ascension. And the ascension is so vital to our faith. It's so vital to, to how we uh, come to see Christ in who he truly is. And so today I want to bring you there to look at that and we will start with Acts chapter 1 verses 1 through 11. Acts chapter 1 verses 1 through 11. So if you have your Bible or your iPad or your iPhone or those other type of things that you could look up the Bible on, tablets and whatnot. Acts chapter 1 verses 1 through 11 and it starts like this. In the first book, O Theophilus, the first book is referring to the book of Luke because the author of Acts is Luke. He is a physician and Luke... Um, penned the book of Luke, of course, it's named after him, and he also penned this book, the book of Acts of the Apostle, and it, this, this book was sponsored, if you want to say, by Theophilus. He put forth uh, whatever finances that were necessary to see forth this book being uh, published. But in the first book, O Theophilus, I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen he presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God and while And he said to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up. It's a segue to Pentecost, this portion of scripture, but it also is the last face-to-face conversation that Jesus had with his disciples before he ascended into the presence of his fathers. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you that, Lord, your word is truth and that you are truth and you bring life and life abundantly and so lord i pray that as we look into this passage and several others that lord the truth of your word would would Just come out oh God and in the name of Jesus that Lord it would be embedded into our spirits that we would become quickened by it that we would become renewed and alive by it in the name of Jesus Lord I just bind right now any spirit of distraction that would want to maneuver within this room that would cause your people to become tired that would cause them to be distracted by other thoughts in the name of Jesus we just bind those distracting spirits by your mighty power and that you alone would be glorified from this moment forward in Jesus name Lord let every word spoken be only that which you've ordained hide me behind the cross that you would be exalted amen amen And so we look at Luke chapter 24 and in Luke chapter 24 there's a precursor to this and it is the last chapter of Luke and it's also speaking of this ascension and it says this verse 50 to 53 and he led them out as far as Bethany and lifting up his hands he blessed them while he blessed them he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And now pay attention to this. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple, blessing God. A little bit of a different spin. Same author, same situation, same occurrence, Jesus appearing to his disciples. Just making one last conversation with them before he is ascending to the father but one significant is different and it's in verse 10 verses 52 and verses 53 verse 10 of Acts chapter one and while they were gazing into heaven as he went behold two men stood by them in white robes and said men of Galilee why do you stand looking into heaven this jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven it's as though Luke, while he was scribing the book, paused for a moment and he remembered those disciples watching Jesus ascend to the Father and in that moment being captivated with him going up, but in that moment their hearts also being discouraged. Now what? Now what? Our Savior has left us. Now what do we do? And I could see that the angels come along and they are with. Witnessing the same occurrence, and they are seeing these disciples looking up, and they could see their distraught faces. Men of Galilee, why do you stand here gazing? Oh, but I like how it ends because Luke inserts what Acts didn't insert, what he didn't put in the book of Acts, and but yet what he included in his first in the first. Uh, portion was and they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy because what I believe transpired in between acts 1 and 10 and Luke 24 52 was that when these angels said why are you standing here gazing he's going to come back these men were empowered these men were fueled with excitement and they began to worship yes that is our Jesus yes that is our God he said that he was going to prepare a place this must be what he's speaking about and there they were captivated in a moment of worship and in that time of worship it fueled them to return to Jerusalem praising God and sharing the word of who this Jesus was see if you understand the author and you know where he's going you could merge the scripture and have the complete picture Sometimes it takes just a little bit of digging. Sometimes it just takes a little bit of, Lord, what are you saying here? I just don't get it. So that he can unfold it and unpack it to you. Why are you standing here gazey? Why do you stand looking up into heaven? This Jesus, this Jesus, he will come in the same way as you saw him go. Oh, I got to tell you, we saw Jesus. He left, but we got this promise. He's coming back the same way. He's coming back just like he said. And they went to Jerusalem, and they shared the word. But oh, that's not the only part of the ascension that we get excited about. There's not a card that could be found, Happy Ascension Day happy Easter yes happy resurrection Sunday yes merry Christmas absolutely happy ascension no It's because the world doesn't understand all that was packaged in it you see sometimes people get caught up with with um, the images that might be on, on 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 the computer right of Jesus just going up like this la 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 I was having a hard time Because everything, I just wanted clouds. I just wanted clouds, okay? So that I could say to you, because of the ascension, but everywhere I look, there's a picture of Jesus, but we don't even know what he looks like. But I know that I could look at you, and I could look at you, and you bear the image of Jesus, yet you and you and you all look different, and yet you all bear the image of Jesus because we don't know and here on social media there's all these pictures of Jesus going la 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 and it was so difficult to find just the clouds because of the ascension prior to this moment of him going up and, and ascending to the father he appeared to his disciples and others some 40 times And during that time, it tells us in verses 2 and 3 of Acts chapter 1, what all transpired in those 40 visits. visits—or Excuse me, those 40 days. He gave commands through the Holy Spirit. Verse 2, it says, until the day when he was taken up, after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit to the apostles, whom he had chosen, he presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs appearing to them 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of god so what did he do during that 40 days what did he do from the time he resurrected till the time he was ascending to his father he gave commands to his disciples make disciples go and make disciples baptizing them in the name of Jesus observing all things telling them wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Holy Spirit he presented himself alive to Mary Magdalene did he not in the temple in the in the tomb when he rose and she went to him and he appeared to her he appeared to some of the disciples in the upper room he made appearances of himself he appeared to him on the road to Emmaus, to, to Cleopas, and the other that was walking with him. And while he was w- coming alongside, he, he, he displayed who he was through his knowledge of the word. And, and yet they, their eyes were not fully open until the breaking of the bread. What else did he do? He presented himself, yes, to Mary Magdalene, to Cleopas, to Peter and the disciples, to Thomas, Thomas' touch. He appeared to them while they were fishing, and he appeared to more than 500 just before he was going to ascend. What else did he do? He spoke of the kingdom of God. But how does this make the ascension so important to us? Why do we even have to make note of the ascension? Because if there was no ascension, there would be no Jesus making intercession for us. If there was no ascension, there would be no Jesus making intercession for us, going between us and the Father. There would be no sending of his Holy Spirit. And there would be no heavenly reign. Imagine not having Jesus right now in this moment, in your problem, in your situation, making intercession before the Father on your behalf. You would not have that privilege if not for the ascension. You would not have the privilege of saying he is the king of kings and the lord of lords because the ascension is is what allowed him to have his heavenly reign. Daniel in Daniel chapter 7 prophesied of this very thing. And so the ascension was a, a fulfillment of a prophecy. Look at Daniel chapter 7 verses 13 to 14 and it says this. I saw in the night visions and behold with the clouds of heaven there came one like a son of man and he came to the ancient of days and was presented before him and to him was given dominion and glory in the kingdom that all people's nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom one that shall not pass be destroyed. Who is Daniel speaking about? Our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord Jesus Christ. He came and he stood before the ancient of days. Who is this ancient of days? None other than God himself. And as he's presented before him, what was then given to Jesus? The dominion and the glory and the kingdom of all the peoples. This could not be given if Jesus never ascended to the Father. We just let the day come and go every year. We never pause to say thank you, Jesus, for being obedient to going to the Father. so Jesus is surrounded with clouds that's what Daniel saw and I saw in the night visions and behold with clouds of heaven there came one like like the son of man there is Jesus surrounded with the clouds is that not the picture of what they saw man Of Galilee why do you stand here gazing I have to wonder in the imagination of my mind if there was one that was gazing that said I remember a prophecy about this I remember my great-great-grandfather telling me that Daniel saw I can't help but wonder if through the generations of time, this prophecy that Daniel's son that was scribed in the word of God that we get privileged to read, was anyone in that gazing multitude that morning recalling to their mind, this must be that which was spoken. And so we see the fulfillment of Daniel's prophecy taking place right before our eyes. As we read this passage of Acts chapter 1, and yet there is one more accomplishment here taking place in this ascension. We see him taking his heavenly reign. We see him taking position of, of, of being with the Father And now he's getting the dominion over all of the people that speaks of his lordship, his kingship. But something else takes place in this ascension. Oh, to understand this, we need to go to Romans chapter 3. Oh, most of you know Romans chapter three twenty three. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But do you know the full picture of what that that is telling us? Romans chapter 3, verses 21 to 26 says this. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. You see, we just read it in, in Daniel. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe, for there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as the propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his righteousness oh excuse me because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins it was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in who jesus then what becomes of our boasting it's excluded but what kind of law by a law of works no but by the law of faith what is happening here Back in the times of Judaism, there was a day called the Day of Atonement. And on the Day of Atonement, there had to be a sacrifice made for the people. And there had to be a high priest that would go into the Holy Holies and present this sacrifice so that the people could be redeemed from their sins there had to be a priest that would serve as a mediator between God and man There had to be a priest that would serve as a mediator between God and man. And in that time, if you go to Leviticus chapter 13, 16, we're not gonna read it all because there's too many details and too many verses. But to overview it, if you went to that chapter, you will see that there is Aaron, and Aaron is a high priest, and Aaron has to go before God on behalf of the people. But before he can go before God on behalf of the people for their sins he has to be cleansed of his sins and so he has to change his garments and put on other garments but there has to be a sacrifice for Aaron's sins and so Aaron takes a bull and he makes a sacrifice of that bull, and the blood is brought to the mercy seat and sprinkled there because in order for Aaron to go be to, on behalf of the people and be that mediator he needed to be cleansed of his sins and then there would be two goats and these two goats, one would be sacrificed, and one would bear the sins of the people. So after Aaron had had done the routine the ritual of making himself cleansed and clean before God, he then would receive these goats that would be uh, without blemish. And then one goat would be sacrificed for the sins of the people, and the blood from that goat, again brought to the mercy seat. And then there was one goat in which all the sins sins of the people was put upon this goat and that goat would be brought to a wilderness in which it would be set free to wander away or at times it would be brought to a, a precipice and pushed to its death and at that precipice it would die in order that the sins of the people would be no more and this was a role of Aaron. And Aaron had to do this year in and year out. Whenever the day of atonement would come, whenever Yom Kippur would fall upon their, their calendar, Aaron would have to fulfill this duty. Year in, year out. Always going in to present before the Lord the sins of the people for their redemption, for their forgiveness. And going in and out, there was one thing that Aaron never did. He never sat down. See, that makes no sense to anybody, but it will in a moment. Aaron never sat down, but Aaron continually went as the mediator between God and his people for their sins. He was not a true representative. And the reason why he was not a true representative, because he himself was sinful. There is only one representative that can go on our behalf before the Father. Amen. There is only one who is without sin that can go be on our behalf before the Father. In all of this ritual, he never sat down his job was never finished as a priest never finished why because as long as the people of Israel were waiting for the Messiah as long as they were waiting for the Messiah there was that wall between them and God there was that veil that presented prevented them from having access before the father But God, but God presents his son. Who was without sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For our sake he made him who knew no sin to become our sin. That we might become the righteousness of God. He made him who knew no sin. That we might become the righteousness of God who was him him was Jesus he was the innocent dying for the guilty the perfect dying for the imperfect that was our Jesus our Messiah the only sinless sacrifice that could ever be offered up before the father why? Because 1 Timothy 2 and 5 says this, there is one God and there is one mediator, one mediator between God and man. That man is who? Christ Jesus. Colossians 2 and 9 says that, for in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. In who? In him. Who's him? Jesus. In him, in Jesus, dwells all the deity Bodily bodily but he is the only one that could go between us and God he is the only mediator Hebrews four fifteen says we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin did you catch what it said the High Priest, He is the only High Priest. So Aaron was a high priest who went before the Father, he went before God for the sins of excuse me, the sins of the people, and he himself was sin, sinful. but Jesus, who is the only true high priest, the only true mediator between God and men who can go before God on behalf of us. Why? Because tempted in every single way, he was tempted yet did not sin. Think of the thing that plagues you regularly day after day. Think of the the sin that wants to come and crouch at your door and overtake you. And yet Jesus was tempted by that very sin himself and yet he did not sin which tells me that I know that I know that when when the enemy comes to plague me with something, whether it be he wants to tease my thoughts of insufficiency, then I can say, Lord Jesus, you face this. You face this. Because you were tempted in every way, but you did not sin. Because when I bend to the area of of thoughts of my inadequacies and my insufficiencies, Jesus says that I I am sufficient through him. I am bending to the temptation that the enemy wants me to see myself as less than when Jesus has empowered me to be all that I can be through him. Oh, what is your thing that you face regularly? Jesus was tempted in that area. Oh, how many people have said, oh, but I just can't, you know, it's just too hard to give it up. It's just bigger than me, then your God is not big enough. That means you haven't surrendered your me to God. If your sin and your struggle is bigger than you, then you haven't surrendered you to God because he was tempted in that way yet he never gave in and so Jesus Hebrews 9 verse 12 says he entered once for all where into the holy of holies he entered into the holy place not by means of the blood of a goat nor of a calf but by means of his own blood securing eternal redemption Your redemption is secured in Christ, why? Not because some billy goat went and died on your behalf, not because the blood of that billy goat was sprinkled in the Holy of, uh, onto the mercy seat, but because Jesus himself went to the cross, he died on that cross, he poured out his blood on your behalf so that you may have the redemption of sin, so that you can be forgiven this morning. Oh, we need to wake up and see all that Jesus did through the ascension, all that he did through the ascension. No animal could be sacrificed in the place of man's sin and no human could be sacrificed in the place of man's sin because no human is without sin but Jesus Christ himself. Hebrews 9, 24 to 26 says this, For Christ has entered not into holy places made with hands, which are copies, copies of true things, but into heaven him itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf, nor was it to offer himself repetitively as the high priest enters the holy places every year with blood not his own. For then he would have had to suffer repetitively since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. What did he do? He entered into heaven itself into the very presence of god on our behalf on your behalf jesus this morning is in the very presence of god making intercession for you and for me that my mind cannot wrap around the thought because though we could be some 200 or more or less here this morning jesus is making intercession for each of us individually specifically to what our our need is and i can't fathom that but that's why he is jesus that's why he's the king of kings and the lord of lords that's why he is reigning in the presence of god himself because he through the ascension took up his kingly reign through the ascension he became our intercessor Because why? He became our high priest. Why? Because only he could be that redeemer. Only he could be that mediator. And only he could appear once and for all. Without the ascension of Christ, without the ascension of Christ, we would not see Jesus seated, seated at the right hand of the Father now do you see why I said to you Aaron went year in year out presenting the sacrifice but never sitting down why because Aaron's job was never completed as a high priest his job was never completed why because he was mad and he was sinful but jesus who was without sin when he came and he completed the job that he was sent forth to do and he ascended to the father he sat down because the job was effect complete it was done it was finished (laughs) jesus did a completed work And this morning, he is on his heavenly throne. Oh, that's something worth rejoicing over. That's something worth getting excited over because, oh, if you can get it in your knower. I've heard that saying and I really liked it. If you can get it in your knower deep, deep down inside of you and then you will be so firmly established, it doesn't matter what anybody's going to say to you, they're not going to tip you over the edge to doubt or disbelieve your God and what he did for you. Because you know that you know he is seated at the right hand of the Father. He is seated in heavenly places. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he has come to redeem you. He has come to be your mediator. Why? Because only he and he alone paid the price. Why? Because he shed his personal blood for you. Why? Because he was the only lamb that was spotless, without sin, who was able to shed his blood for our sake oh if it weren't for the ascension because of the ascension this who's our Jesus he became that ultimate sacrifice that Isaiah speaks about in Isaiah 53 that upon I him verse 6 was the iniquity of us all that verse 7 he spoke not a word as a lamb led to the slaughter. He didn't say, but wait, but wait, Father. No, he spoke not a word. Verse eight, he was what? Stricken for our sins. Verse nine, he was hung with the criminals though there was no deceit or violence found within him. Verse 11, that through him the righteousness, the righteous one, that many would be accounted righteous. Why? Because he bore our iniquities. He bore them. He paid the price. Because verse 12 says it so clear. He poured out his soul to death. To death. And he was numbered with all the transgressors. Why? Because he bore the sin of many. And he makes intercession this morning. For these transgressors who are they you and me he makes intercession oh if you can't if you can't get the excitement of the ascension then just sit this afternoon and read Isaiah 53 and know what Jesus did for you and there in your living room in your car your bedroom your recliner wherever you're gonna sit and read it begin to have a little hallelujah party thanking the Lord for what he did for you Hebrews 1 and 3 says this, he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. What? After making purification for sins, he what? He sat down. He sat down At the right hand of who? Majesty on high. Only royalty could sit with royalty. Because he's our king. He's our priest. And he's our king. If Jesus was not seated at the right hand of his father, then the ascension never took place. Never took place. It's just a bogus thing but he is seated. He is seated because he finished the work. If Jesus was not seated at the right hand of his father, he would not be making an intercession today for you. You know, like when I'm writing this and I'm saying, Lord, would you just pray to your father for me right now as I'm writing this sermon? Lord, would you just present me before your father as I write these notes? That they would bring glory to your name. You see, that's the kind of Jesus we have. That we could trust in him. You see, I could say to you, pray for me, sister. I have need of prayer. And you'll say, oh yes, sure, sure, sure. And nine times out of ten, you'll walk away and not pray. But I could say, oh Jesus, make intercession. And I know that the moment my mouth has uttered, Jesus... He's already been praying. The moment my thoughts went towards him, his ear was already inclined to my voice. Jesus. Why? Because Psalms 110, verse 1 says, The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies the footstool. Sit at my right hand. But because he ascended, because he ascended, we have now one that goes to the Father. Without Jesus being seated at the right hand, we have nobody making a plea. You you know, sometimes we are guilty of saying, oh Lord, I wish I just prayed like sister so-and-so. Oh, I wish I just had powerful prayers like brother so-and-so. Well, you know what? Without Jesus... Being the high priest, seated at the right hand of the Father, taking up his kingly throne, it doesn't matter how lofty your prayers are, because they would mean nothing, because the ascension would not have taken place, and if the ascension would not have taken place, he would not be in his heavenly domain. Making intercession. The only reason why you could pray is because there's one praying on your behalf. Some of you some of you actually are getting it. <laughs> because Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. We have a high priest. I don't have to trust in some silly billy goat to make a sacrifice for me cuz they'd be stinky anyways. I haven't met a, a goat that doesn't stink. Has any of you met a goat that doesn't stink? They all stink. And shame if that goat is going to be my sacrifice. But I have a high priest. I have a Jesus who is without spot or wrinkle. He is without blemish. He is the pure lamb of God. And he made that ultimate sacrifice. Jesus is alive forevermore and the ascension gives us proof that he is alive because there were many there that saw it. And those that saw it, according to Luke, went and told the others. They went back to Jerusalem rejoicing so then others got to hear that this Jesus is alive. He made the, uh, the ultimate sacrifice that opened the way for you and I to go into the Holy of Holies. If Jesus was not alive, he's not seated at the right hand of the Father, and my faith and your faith is incomplete. It's incomplete. The atonement is incomplete. We would not have that perfect redemption. Oh, but that's not the only thing see we parked there for a while because you needed to get that in your noggin you needed to get it right there so it can go right here so it can get right into your nowhere that's not the only reason why the ascension is so important to us but also because if jesus never ascended we wouldn't have the holy spirit what it's true go to john chapter 14 verses 15 and 20 15 to 20 if you love me you will keep my commandments and i will ask the father and he will give you another helper to be see, to be with you forever even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him but what you know him For he dwells with you and will be in you and I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you yet a little while and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live, you also will live. In that day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. What did he say? Verse 16. So I will ask the Father what was he gonna ask the father that he would send another helper why was he going to ask the father to send a helper because he was going to the father if he if he wasn't going to go he would not have to ask to send a helper who was this helper the Holy Spirit himself also in John chapter 16 verse 7 it says nevertheless I tell you the truth it is to your advantage that I go away for if I do not go away the helper will not come to you but if I go I will send him to you so Jesus had to ascend to the father so that he could send the Holy Spirit to us he had to go he had to go you see Mary uh, Magdala in John chapter 20 When she sees Jesus, she clings to him. She clings to him. And and you know what? I could appreciate her clinging to Jesus. Can you? Because this is a man that they had fellowship with. She knew of the sin that he freed her from. And so I could appreciate why she would cling to him. Why she would say to him, Rabboni, why she would hold on to him. But then Jesus said something else. He said to me, Mary. Oh, he said to me. I see I'm personalizing it. You need to personalize it too. Anyways, he said to Mary, don't cling to me. Don't hold on to me because I must ascend to my father. See what was happening there. Mary was holding on to Jesus because of what he represented to her. But Jesus says, I'm not done. I'm not done in what I'm doing. Mary, if you hold on to me, I can't release my spirit to you. And my spirit is what you need for your empowerment. Mary, let go of me. Instead, go tell my disciples that i am what ascending ascending to the father go tell my disciples Mary let go of me I'm going to send my helper he's going to empower you but furthermore Mary go tell my disciples they need to know they need to know don't hold me here in this place of earth I've come I've done what i have what I was called to do I finished the work the father called me to do but now's the time you need to release me that I go into the next chapter that I go into the next that I ascend, that I go up to my Father, that I take my place in heavenly places, that I would be seated next to the right hand of my Father, that I would be that high priest, that I would be your king. Mary, go tell the disciples this, that I am ascending. I'm ascending to the Father. Oh, you just want to hold one part of Jesus, the Jesus who came and forgave you the Jesus who who redeemed you from that pit of hell you were in who redeemed you from that pit of drugs and alcohol and sexual immorality who redeemed you from those lies that the enemy was speaking into you who redeemed you from that pit of financial disarray the enemy you want to hold on to the Jesus who who rescued you from your sin but you must also cling to the Jesus who ascended and when he ascended sent the Holy Spirit To empower you to walk in the power of his Holy Spirit and might. Jesus is that advocate for us. He ascended so that he could send the Holy Spirit. You know, Peter, on the day of Pentecost, he preached, he he understood he understood exactly what Jesus had done when Jesus went to the Father. He understood when Jesus said, go wait, wait for the promise because you know what? I want to back up for a minute. Go to Acts chapter 1 again. Go to Acts chapter 1 again and let's get this understanding that Peter got. Okay, Acts chapter 1. Let me Give me a moment. I'm going to flip there while you flip there. Okay, ready? Acts chapter 1. They said, Lord verse six so when they had come together they asked him lord will you will you set up your kingdom at this time you see they were thinking about jerusalem they were thinking about the proximity of where they were that he would set up his kingdom in amongst them as as jews oh but what does verse eight say verse eight says but you will jesus said it's not in verse six so when they came together they asked him lord will you at this time restore the kingdom he said to them it's not for you verse 7 to know times or seasons that the father has fixed by his own authority but you will but you will receive power but you will lord will you set up your kingdom no but you will how will you? Through the power of my Holy Spirit that is going to come upon you. Lord, will you set up? No. I I am not. My job here is finished. I am ascending to the Father, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and He's going to empower you to go forth and be my witness. And you know what? Peter understood that when Jesus spoke it to him. So much so, when Jesus said to wait in in Jerusalem for the promise of the Holy Spirit, He did. This is the same peter who said oh no lord 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 no not me i'm not going to forsake you you know the promises that you've made lord i promise i will never do this again i promise lord i'm never going to do it again but you and i just like peter we do it again and again and again and so this is the same peter and what does he do On the day of Pentecost, he is empowered by that Holy Spirit and he preaches an A-plus message. An A-plus message as he shares with these people because he understood that in Jesus ascending, he would receive that empowerment. And when he understood what he was receiving, he was able to boldly preach. And do you want to hear what he boldly said? And in the last days, it shall be... Oh, I'm sorry, media team. Acts chapter 2, verse uh, 17. And in the last days, it shall be... God declares that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams even on my male servant and female servants in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy and I will show wonders in the heavens above and the signs on the earth below blood and fire and vapor of smoke and the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes comes the great and magnificent day and it shall come to pass that every everyone every one who calls upon the name of the lord shall be saved men of israel men of israel hear these words jesus of nazareth a man attested to you by god with mighty works and wonders and signs that god did through him in your midst as you yourself know this jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of god you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men god raised him up loosing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it for david says concerning him i saw the lord always before me this jesus god raised up and of that we all are witnesses because being therefore exalted at the right hand of god and having received from the father the promise of the holy spirit he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing for david did not ascend into heavens but he himself said the lord said to my lord Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool. And then what what did he close? He made the grand sum of it all. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. And you know what happened to these people that were listening? They were cut to the heart. Cut to the heart. You know what that means? It pierced them to the core because jesus uh, peter spoke in the authority of the jesus he walked with the uh, jesus he saw ascended and the holy spirit he tasted of that was now speaking through him if jesus never ascended we would never have had that great salvation party of three thousand coming to the kingdom Oh, we rejoice when we see two or three saved. And that is beautiful. But how about 3,000 after you've been caught doing this? What are you gazing at? Well, he's gone. Now what? He had to go. He had to go. So that you can have the full package of what God intended for your spiritual walk with him. Then there's one final thing. One final thing of why we have the ascension, and that is this. Do you know that the Word of God has said no eye has seen First Corinthians two and 9. No eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor heart of man can imagine what God has prepared for those who love him? Your eyes haven't seen it. And they will never, in their human sense, be able to see. Your ears will never, in your human sense, be able to fully comprehend what God has for, prepared for those who loved Him. And what has He prepared? We'll write back to John chapter 14. And He said to His disciples, after spending some time with them and letting them know that He was going to leave, He said, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many runes. If it were not so, I would not have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. No eye has seen what the Lord is preparing for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. That's right. Men of Galilee, why are you standing here? This same Jesus, he will come the same way he left. I will come again and take you to myself that what where I am you may be also. And you know the way where I am going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way. The truth and the life no one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. For now on, you do know him and have seen him. Why? Because he's seen me. He's seen me. Because of the ascension. Because of the ascension, brothers and sisters, let it not be going forward that we just regard it as just another few verses in the Bible but let it be that it solidifies our faith in who Jesus is and what he accomplished on the cross for us. If not for the ascension, Jesus would not have gone up to the Father. If he didn't ascend to the Father, he would not have been given his kingdom reign his heavenly dominion. If he did not go up to the Father, he would not be the high priest who makes intercession for us. If he did not go up to the Father, there would be no mediator between God and man. That is us and God. If he did not go up to the Father, we would not have the privilege of that Holy Spirit that we so desperately rely on day in, day out to lead us, to guide us, to teach us in the way that we should go, to give us understanding in the word of God. If it were not for the ascension, brothers and sisters, we would not have Jesus preparing for us today a place that we may eternally remain with him, if it were not for the ascension. Oh, next week we're gonna unpack even more about this Holy Spirit that the Lord sends to us but this morning would you just bow your head because there was a man named Stephen and just as your head is bowed I just want you to reflect on this in Acts chapter 7 it speaks of this Stephen and Stephen had been sharing the truth of God and of Jesus and they were bothered by him and he said to them you stiff-necked people uncircumcised in your hearts and your ears you are always resisting the Holy Spirit just like your father's did because he was sharing with them the truth this morning Allow the Holy Spirit to just speak into your ear. Don't resist him anymore if there's an area in your life that he's been touching you this morning to let go of. But the end of Stephen's story, you are going that's another chapter in another sermon, you're going to have to go home and read it for yourself. He gets stoned. And while they are stoning him, I'm just going to read this. It says in verse 55, But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven. And as he gazed into heaven, brothers and sisters, he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of his Father. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God why did Stephen see this in the moment of high persecution in the moment of being stoned to his very death his eyes are open to see that Jesus is standing at the right hand of the father why does he get to see this heavenly vision because Jesus ascended because Jesus ascended and the next words out of Stephen's mouth were, God forgive them forgive them for what they are doing to me some of you here this morning need to forgive those that have been constantly abusing you forgive them Some of you this morning need to have a glimpse of heaven and a glimpse to see that Jesus is there at the right hand of his father and he has accomplished all that he could ever accomplish for you. You do not have to work your salvation through the works of the flesh, but you can go to him in faith believing that he did a complete package for you that through the ascension of Jesus this morning, you could turn and trust in the Holy Spirit. Stephen said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling on his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord. Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he said this, he fell asleep. He fell asleep. But Stephen saw the Lord this morning do you see your heavenly Jesus do you see that heavenly Jesus ascended do you see him at the right hand of his father do you see the forgiveness he has extended to you and the love that he has poured into you do you see yourself in the robes of righteousness that he has clothed you with. Oh, friends, because of the ascension, we have a Savior. Your future is not undecided, your future is not unknown. Because of the ascension, your future is in Christ. ask the worship team to lead us in this song and then I'm gonna make an invitation to you this morning you're not responding to my message you're responding to the probing of God on your heart one would be that you want to surrender your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior and the other is that you want to worship him your King of Kings and your Lord of Lords this morning, would we rise in our seats and just worship him?